Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Let's join our host, Alan Smith and Jeff Rowland. Welcome, one and all, to the greatest show of them all. <laughs> oh, he rhymed. No, that was I do it all the time. Really? I rhymed again. Oh, no. I rhymed with Jeff. Wow. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the Smith and Rowland Show. Show. Yeah, and I am not Rowland. And I am not Jason. And I am not Jeff. And you know, I got sound bouncing from ear to ear like yeah. it just won't quit. Well, really? Well, that's, that's engineer problem. No, there's a lot of space up there. Yeah. I need to contact <laughs> the person over media. Who would that contact be? Contact the person over media. I don't know. He's in a bad mood. So be careful same, how you say probably, it. probably the same person over the nursery. <laughs> so be careful how you ask him because he is right We've today. I'm already following oh the bandwagon. I'm ready. I can offer a solution. How so, Jason, how'd your day go? Today my good? day, I tell you what, church was good today. What about you, Alan? Well, my my day's good, but Jason's lying. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, wasn't gonna give him a chance to recant. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you do. You know what? It's not about he can't. I just told the truth. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes a bad lie is better than the sad truth. <laughs> well, that is true. Yeah, but you're not good at either yeah, one. No, I'm really not. <laughs> I was telling some people Friday night, uh-huh. and we'll get back to the Friday nights. Don't let me lose that because there's some, right. a couple things I want to share. I want to share a big praise and some things. But I was telling some people Friday night, and we've always preached this, Alan. You'll remember this. Okay, I remember. Satan's not after the world. He's already got it. His big deal is the church. Mm-hmm. So if you're going to do warfare, you probably got to go inside the doors of the church to mm. do it. You're right inside. The- we shouldn't marvel that the world hates us. Jesus well, said I mean, they hated I- him. They're going to hate us. That's not really the, the deal. The deal is the battle that goes on inside the walls of the church because satan attacks what does him the most damage and what's doing satan the most damage is the church a lot of churches must be doing a lot of damage is all i know (laughs) i mean i'm not gonna bring up mike bickle but I'll tell you what. You know, I, you know the, <laughs> far be it for me yeah. to bring up. You such told a me not to do that. Well, no, it's because I was going to. <laughs> no, I no far I'll be it. Well, he's me. throwing far punches. Me. Your eyes are going to be black and brown. <laughs> I mean, blue. Kidding? Far be it for me. He's the one that said, "Let's just jump on here with no topic." Yeah. Said, no, oh, okay. I've got several topics. Okay, yeah, go I want. I want. I do want to share. We're meeting on Friday nights with small group of yes. us. Mm-hmm. And down what address the, is that? Uh, down at the KPS building at 316, at 316 Sharon School 316 Road. 316 Sharon School Road. And we had started a, we did this thing at the Grace Place through the holiday season, a home for the holidays, where mm-hmm. the congregation just split up and we went to different people's homes, you know, during the week. Mm-hmm. The Grace Place is up in Morganton. So we did one here in Statesville for mm-hmm. people that live closer to this area. And um, at the very first one, there was a prayer request mentioned. It was literally impossible. Mm-hmm. If God didn't do it, there was no hope of this happening. And we seen that prayer answered Friday night oh. at the at the building. That's amazing. And it was God. I mean, it was just God. That's amazing. And so that was something that only God could do. He took care of a 25-year problem. Every bit of it. That hey, I've been called that so. before. Well, actually, you're a 37. <laughs> ain't, you, ain't you 37? How old Not are yet. you? 36. 36. You're a 36-year <laughs> problem. But listen, my point is, if we can see a 25-year problem taken care of mm-hmm. jason's right. got hope yeah we got hope for jason yeah. so anyway uh what we did there 
it was kind of a little bit in keeping with House of Prayer, just a little bit. Right. You know how y'all chronicle things at mm-hmm. New Life. By the way, if, if somebody's watching this that's never watched New Life on Wednesday night, you really need to get plugged into the House of Prayer on Wednesday night. And there's we're, a we're gonna have Jason uh, Jeff there's some and Jason leading it. Uh, Alan leads the House of Prayer, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah. But what they do is y'all chronicle <coughs> scripture and you let people hear from the Holy Spirit. They mm-hmm. speak, then you chronicle it out, and mm-hmm. then you've got people there that I've heard, and I'll even say this, Karen always would put those chronicles mm-hmm. together yeah. in an amazing way. Mm-hmm. And pray it out. Mm -hmm. And it was just an amazing thing. Well, I I got there Friday night, and I had all of these plans of what I was going to teach. But then when I got there, it just wasn't in my heart to do it. Okay. One of the things that we was doing there is um, wanting to build a framework for prayer. Mm-hmm. So what we did was, as I asked them this question, uh, there was uh, there was ten of us there, and I asked them, I said, "What is the deepest spiritual need that you would like to see God do?" Right. Now, to that group, here's here's what they said: reclaiming the prodigal. One said, answering the call of God on their life, living in the presence of God was one. Mm-hmm. The nation to return to God was one. Family reconciliation was one and a hunger for the word of god was one so we wrote those up there and then we just talked a little bit talked a little bit about what the scripture says about each Mm -hmm. one and as a result of that it was the presence of god was there Mm -hmm. and we've seen a mountain moved now it's baby steps in this mountain moving prayer answered that we saw, mm-hmm. but because of that, it was a token from God that we was the Lord was with mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. It brought to my mind a passage of scripture I want you to pull up, Alan. First Timothy, chapter two and verse one, and it sets a precedent. And I don't know, Jason, if you can pull. Do you have the ability to pull that up and put it on the screen? This what is it? It's First Timothy chapter two. I'd like to put up verses one and two if you can do the King James. First Timothy chapter two, verses one and two. It's a familiar passage that most people know and, and has looked at of First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. And uh, you know this scripture, Alan. We've preached it many times, and it gives you a little framework of priority for prayer. But I was intrigued and have been intrigued by these terms and kind of what they mean. And here's what it says. You said the Passion Translation? Uh, <laughs> <coughs> folks, pray for Jason that he'll get saved. That is his 37-year-old problem. He's never been born again. <laughs> we're trying to lead him to Jesus. He's about halfway there. He got one foot uh, in. It's almost, you know, he said the translation well, it, and then the spirit of the Antichrist comes. Yeah, but it's very same, same. good. It's a good example of this verse you're getting ready to read. First Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 and 2. It says, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. Mm. In that passage, those directives of prayer uh, supplication is mentioned, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. One reason why I believe that the Scriptures is written that way is because there is a distinction between those terms and uh, and kind of what they mean. And the reason that this is a topic 
that I'm passionate about now is because I've preached since I was 13. I'm 60. And at the age of 60, I'm learning that without prayer, mm-hmm. preaching is, is in vain. Without prayer, anything we do is in vain. Mm-hmm. I think the answer to the solution or the problems that we face, the solution is prayer. Mm-hmm. I, I just firmly believe that um, until we can just get in into the presence of God, which was one of those prayer requests that was made known Friday night by the group that we're with. I asked them to commit to pray for those six topics mm-hmm. every day. I'm praying that they will, and I believe they will. But, you know, learning how to pray mm-hmm. is something that we need to do. The disciples came to Jesus and said, teach us how to pray. And he said, well, when you pray, pray this way. Mm-hmm. And he gives a model. Here Paul talks about supplications, prayer, intercession, giving of thanks. These are the elements of prayer that I think changes all men, mm-hmm. that changes kings and mm-hmm. those in authority, and that brings about fruits of peace and honesty and godliness, mm-hmm. as what's said in verse 2. But I'd like for you you know, give okay. us your take on that. Well, just think about it. Put a bucket on your head and think about it. Number one, the first thing we look for is we all pray. I'm sure most of our listeners pray. But the question is, Jeff, Jason, is your life quiet and peaceable? That's the question. That's a bit of ruses. <laughs> and you're a liar. So, <laughs> we could, we could so, mention something so, in the neighborhood of 355,000. Uh, so. well, the problem with verse 1 is verse 2. If I'm accomplishing verse 1, it means that it'll equal verse 2. And I can't quite say that I'm leading a quiet and peaceable life. Well, no, I take that back. I really do lead a quiet and peaceable life. It's just everybody around me that's not. Yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. But you shouldn't be talking about Jason like that on the air. (laughs) But I'm pretty happy with it. Hey, let me ask, can I ask this question for you? We're instructed to pray for kings and those in authority. We are. We're instructed to Mm -hmm. to do that. Do you think Satan would love to throw a wrench in that, to stop that from happening? Should we we pray for President Biden? I have, didn't work. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> I mean, we should, I mean, we I, really, I have it. It and worked, and but. and really, I have too. And really, there's no yeah. fruit that my there's prayers no, is. is yeah. it, but still, we're we're encouraged to pray for him. And, yes, and we're, most definitely. Uh, here in the Word, we're commanded to pray for him. Should we pray for Donald Trump? Tried it didn't work. <laughs> Jason tried that one didn't work. <laughs> so I, I think my thing is 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 we're going into this election season. Yeah. And with the command to pray for those that are in, in authority, authority is either fixing to stay the same or change. We well, see my problem is not praying for Biden or Trump or that's not my problem. It says giving thanks. <laughs> I mean, I'm just I'm you getting ahead of I'm, me. I'm just not there yet. We're walking I, two I get, steps ahead when we haven't it says touched giving first thanks base yet. For all men, right. for kings and those in authority. So yeah. that's calling about all of them. Yeah, it is. And it is what it that's says. That's the Bible. That's uh, Bible. I wonder what you want you can't do. argue with that. You know, I can pray and I can give supplications and I can do intercession. The kicker is can I give thanks for all of these men? Now, I'm trying to be honest here. No, and, I th- and, that's the reason I, yeah, I brought so, it up. So I've, uh, I'm two-thirds of the way home on that. <laughs> but, you know. But, but it's, I mean, but, well, let's take, I, I do honestly care for his soul. It would have to be terrible 
in all honesty, those behind the scenes are making a fool out of that man. Mm -hmm. To be honest with you, that's not the same Biden I saw 10 years ago. Absolutely not. Not even 20 years ago. No. It's not even close. And uh, I'm not saying I, I was yeah. in love with him then, but I, it is not the same man. Uh -uh. I can give thanks because the Word of God tells me to give thanks. Could we, we do it out of a thankful heart? I can be thankful for all men, not definitely not thankful for the ways. I just feel sadness when it comes to Biden, guys. Just to be honest, I just feel so sad. I mean, I, I can feel some of the other feelings, too, because of so many people are suffering. I really feel sad for him as an individual just knowing uh, where I've heard him talk 20 years ago. You know, he's definitely a liberal, but he still acts like he had some sense. Yeah. Uh, today, I mean, he's not. Well, you can definitely tell he's being manipulated by progressive <coughs> people around him. Let me ask you this, just in keeping with what you said there. There is a difference in the way we would pray for him as an individual versus the position that he holds and the will of God that could be being accomplished through him without even him knowing it. Because I believe God is that big. Mm -hmm. I, I believe God is that sovereign. I believe that God is in that much control. I don't think that anything that's happening on the earth takes God by surprise. So at the same time that we could give thanks that the will of God produced even by his own ungodliness, if we can stretch our paradigm of thought to think that way, we do know that God uses all things to accomplish his purpose. Even those things that that we would maybe disagree with and say is contrary to the word of God. When Moses faced Pharaoh, Pharaoh's heart was hardened, but his heart was hardened by God. And so I'm, I'm wondering if there is a difference in the way we pray for him individually versus the way we would pray for those in authority in that position. I think we would pray for him as if he's in that position, but I think that position has become basically almost demon-possessed. I know that's not a, maybe it'll make a lot of people happy for me to use that terminology. I don't know how else to, to, There's to, evidence to, of it. to term it other than that. And it's in that I'm sad for him. Yeah. So I can pray for him as an individual and feel sorry that he's been used by the enemy like he is. That'd have to be terrible. And uh, the confusion the man must be feeling... I mean, he doesn't even know which way to walk up steps, up or down. He's so yeah. confused. And I'm, I don't mean that as a pun. Yeah. I think the reason of a lot of his confusion is he's just so under so much oppression that he doesn't know hardly which way's up. So to me, that's very, very sad. Can I pray for him in light of that? The answer is yes. Yeah. I can, yeah, I can yeah. light of that. Yep. I most definitely, and have compassion. Absolutely. And then truly, truly say that I honestly, you know, feel sorry for him. But yet the scriptures tell us that we're to pray for kings and those that have authority over us, that we might uh, lead a quiet and peaceful, uh, peaceable life. I'm not so sure that's because our prayers change the people in authority or as much as it does something in the spiritual world aligns us with the will of God, because we know it's the will of God for us to pray for. Well, yeah. I mean, and, if you want to do the will of God, the will of God is for us to pray for him. And, and, you know, sometimes, Jeff, it seems like when it comes to the situation, like the politics, in all honesty, I almost found my, find myself with no faith. This sounds bad, but it's true. I almost find myself lacking in faith that my prayers would benefit anything or change anything in other words I, I don't feel i lack faith that my prayers would change some of these political structures 
there's a I've, I've watched some debate even this week i've watched some debates on does prayer change the mind of god i've watched mm-hmm. watched some debate on that in light of what you said there if you use the word of god you could document the fact that joe biden his mind is oppressed and some people would say it's physical uh, it's old age mm-hmm. you can't be that cloudy Without there being some kind of uh, well, to think that you would spiritual oppression. To think there's not spiritual oppression in that seat. I don't care who you are. That's exactly. I mean, and, or how and, old you or are. I don't care. It'll make yeah, any difference. You, right. you can put a walnut there, and it's going to crack. That's exactly right. So let me make this confession: If Biden sustainability was based on my prayers for him, he would fall in about fifteen seconds. Mm-hmm. So I'm convicted with that verse that I do not pray for him like the will of God tells me to. Okay, well, that being said, let me ask you this. We're not just instructed to give thanks for all men and for kings and those in authority, but we're, we're told to make supplications for them. Mm-hmm. That term means to inquire, to actually make an inquiry of God mm-hmm. concerning that person. That, in fact, is in keeping with the priority of praying for the kings and those in authority, that we should make inquiry of God, which is Mm -hmm. what a supplication is, to make an inquiry of God. Listen to this. The term supplication also means to search out something hidden. If that's the case, should we not make inquiry of God about what to do concerning Joe Biden? Well, we can do that. We can even do that now. Mm -hmm. Uh, The way we can do that now is ask Jason. Okay, Jason. Because uh, Jason, he's, him and God's better. like this. Mm-hmm. So tight. Apparently yeah, him like and Biden this. is too, so we'll ask well, you about Well, not on about that, but he can probably give us a download on what Evan is saying about Biden at this point in time. Take it away, Jay. I think that Biden is AI. <laughs> don't, don't call him names. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have actually, there's, there's people who believe that, actually. I, I mean, well, but, but in all seriousness, I mean, it's kind of like an earlier generation of robot. I don't think Jay's kidding right now. <laughs> I don't think, I don't he think he's punning at all. Go ahead, Jay. That's it. I, I mean, it's not beyond the scope that he maybe is. If it's not, then he's been given over to a reprobate mind. Which that's a, I, that's, I honestly would say, okay, yeah, we can dive into some scripture on that. Let's talk about that because it is mm-hmm. possible. I believe that. But it is It is sad. It's sad for it's everybody. It's very sad. It but it's, it's sad not just him. sad for him. It's sad for the whole nation. It's sad for his and, and kids. Uh, it's sad for yes, his family. It, is. it absolutely for, it breaks my heart for him. It's embarrassing. Uh, it breaks. It is. It's degrading and humiliating. At the same time, we are instructed to pray for him. And if God takes the time to write down in His the written record of His inspired Word that mm-hmm. we're to pray for kings and those in authority, I have a problem when we don't because it's just a, it's we're disobedient mm-hmm. in our prayer life. Mm-hmm. You know, we're asking God to do all of these things for us. These things that God tells us to do, we're not willing to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm confessing that as, to, you know, for me. Well, let me ask your yeah, question. Go ahead. Ask, ask, ask. I'm about praying for. Because I have for, the, the answer. Go ahead. For, for Biden, Jason brings up the part about being sorry for his wife and family. Uh, do you pray for Hunter Biden? Can I tell you I have? I yeah. have. I've, I'm honest with you when I say. I have. Would, I, would it be too personal 
for me to ask you what you prayed. I mean, that makes a difference. It makes a total difference on what the requests are that are made on behalf of another. I feel like that was more of a prayer for justice rather than a prayer. What's motivating, I just want a true confession. What's motivating me to even bring this up is because Friday night, when, when one of the topics that mm-hmm. uh, came from the people that was there was we need to pray that our nation returns to God. Every time I pray for Congress, Senate, governors, mm-hmm. president, and I am honest with you, I pray, God, I pray that they'll repent before you and return to your word. Mm-hmm. So is there like a specific, so I, I get this, I get the sediment of the country returning to God, but can you give me a time when that was? For America to return to God, mm-hmm. when did he, when did we leave? Well, I do think it's been a gradual process. I'm not saying yeah. we was ever, you know, perfect. No, but no, I do no. believe the nation was founded on the principles yes. of, of God. Well, actually, actually, and I'm not saying that we. I mean, watch. As far as the documents mm-hmm. are concerned, they're still there, and, yeah. and you can't get around it. No, you can't get around it. But the motive of people's hearts, mm-hmm. the leadership that is being offered in in many states, not all, mm-hmm. but in many states, the leadership that we're experiencing from the federal government. Mm-hmm is contrary now to the teachings of Scripture. It opposes the things of God, and it supports those things that are anti-God. Jason, okay, so ready. at some point, we left. Mm-hmm. Well, Jason's getting ready to do another show on, yeah. on KPS. Yeah. That's yeah. what I hope and, that, and, uh, that y'all address. And that you, and who mm-hmm. is it coming Chuck, on? Mr. Chuck Houchins. Chuck yeah. Houchins. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so what do you think on that, Jason? Do you think we have left? God is a nation? I don't think okay. that we have completely left. Okay. Because we're not, I mean, what's the, op- we're not, we're not there yet. I don't think we're at the bottom yet. We're pretty dang close, I think, mm-hmm. but we're not Sodom and Gomorrah. I would even say, yeah, I, I can agree with that and I don't to think, some degree. And I don't think we're, um, I don't think God's done with the promise that he. Totally agree with that. I don't totally agree with, with that. I don't think he's done with it. I yet. totally agree with that. I would say this. The trend lines yeah. are not looking good. And that's what mm-hmm. that's what I cry out against. Is, well, Jason mentioned yeah. a pretty good stout word there, promise. Mm-hmm. If God's made a promise or if there's something in his heart about America, mm-hmm. you can just pretty much yeah. bet your hat that he's going to fulfill it. Don't you think? I don't, you know, I, don't think God's, I don't think he's done it yet. I mean, if you look at the history of America, we were the, we have done more to spread the gospel than any other country ever thought was even possible. But one time England was, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, one time though, England, I mean, they had all the, you know. All they were the, sending missionaries to They America. were sending missionaries yeah. everywhere. And now they're, I mean, I, I was having to think, I think God had a mission for England as well. But now oh, I'm yeah. looking. Now I'm looking back on it. And a lot of their churches are pubs and all kinds of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm wondering. Well, the trend line is the same. That's the part yeah. I'm trying to make. You say tre- there, trend? Yeah, I'm or saying trim? trend. The okay. trend line, the direction that we're heading, mm-hmm. is not a good direction. See, and now a lot of people will go back to the '60s when when prayer was taken out of school and that sort of thing. I agree that I don't know that that's where it started. I think that we was maybe already teeter-tottering mm-hmm. on the edge of turning our backs on the Lord when we got there. I think that was a byproduct of turning our backs on the mm-hmm. Lord. You know, we can sit here and come, well, mm-hmm. I believe this, and I believe that, yeah. and I believe the other. I will say this. There is a part of me that wants to say that churches used to be extrovert in that they were evangelistic. 
at some point churches became introvert and said let's build an empire and, and show the world what church is all about and when we became introvert we lost something and the something we lost was the rest of the nation yeah we lost yeah we lost our evangelistic age uh, we really did you know the church, let, church became a business bigger churches started maybe well, they can, started off right but they turned into empires they did you know somebody's got to fund that monster well, it's, it's, uh, let me give you a, a big place that I think that we left God, using that as a topic. When did America leave God? I don't remember my dates totally here, guys, 1913, 14, 15. Yep. It used to be if you wanted to fund something, the government would pass it. Uh, if they didn't have the money, they would pass to go ahead and do it. Then they'd issue bonds. And the American people were actually, they used it almost like a voting system. If the American people funded what the government wanted to do, then then you'd buy bonds, mm -hmm. and you would fund the project. That's the way the this way our country was run. And then mm -hmm. nineteen what seventeen or eighteen, Jekyll Island. We got a, then we got a you know the bank, international bank, and yeah. all, then then we started going to the a bank to borrow money. Well, what happened was you took the the voting, the guidance of the people away Out from of, the people. Yeah, that's right. And you gave it to bigger government. That's just one illustration that just comes to my mind. When did we leave God? When did we leave our roots? Well, to me, that was a huge one. It was. Because of the people could run the government and by how we funded it. Around yeah. that same time, you had, that was the end of the agrarian age. Mm -hmm. When there was, after the war, the Great War, now you had, you know, you already had the women already, you know, helping run the factories and all this to, to support the war, they never went back home. That's right. That's and, exactly and right. That's so right. And then I, all of a sudden, totally you had to have two incomes to yes. keep your family. Then everything shifted. The, family the, suffered as a result yeah, of it. And they say, now y'all doing the woman thing. See, now you well, Oh, I totally agree with that. I, I, that, I think that was <laughs> one of the most tragic occurrences yeah. in our nation was when women left the pinnacle of power God placed them at and came down yeah. the ladder in society well, it's, a, it's a shame to, to embrace professionalism. It's, a, it's a shame that one woman can't raise kids and keep up one man with a job. That's just a shame. Something. It's that's a, a shame. sorry woman that can't keep up a, one man. That's just a shame. That's all exactly i got to right. say about that. Now, right there. But so. what happened was we do vote people into office, but we still had our hand on the purse strings by what we funded, yeah, and that was a huge deal. Mm -hmm. Not only was that a huge deal, that's a huge deal in everything. Mm -hmm. So you see, today in government, we don't now directly control what they spend. Why was the bond system not a good idea? And just stick to that. Yeah. <laughs> and if the people wanted well, to... That tied the hands it was, of the government. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't enough money. <laughs> Well, they tied the they hands of the government. They the government, you know, well, the government, government had to do what, what we told wanted them. wanted to be a bigger government. So the wife quit taking care of the kids. Now all the kids are going to public school. It's a downturn in society. I totally agree. Old at heart actually chimes in here. Well, did Old at heart finally say, I thought he, he got scared did. of her conversation. Uh, no, let me tell you something, uh -huh. buddy. Let me tell you right now, Old at heart's right in there. Oh, well, you I, know, I didn't okay. know if Old at heart <clears throat> was mean that his heart felt old or if it was really liberal at heart or really what <laughs> oh it's hard to God. tell with him sometimes oh you know yeah. <laughs> well so I, can tell. I can well, tell he says maybe we need this downturn to make us focus on bringing the next generation closer to god while the left are killing their babies and not bringing children into the world 
Yeah, which he brings up something. Okay, now watch it. Listen to this. Alan, you're talking about 1913 money. Money was an issue. Family was an issue. Old heart brings up kids. Okay, then you get to 62, prayer and Bibles are kicked out of school that affects generations coming up. Now we're facing a time where we're slowly turning our back Mm -hmm. against Israel and funding their enemies. Let's get back to something that you asked, Jason. When did all this happen? If you go back and figure out what was the reason God gave rise to America to start with, it was to evangelize the world mm-hmm. and to be a friend and a protector of, of the land of Israel. Now, that's the only reason that we exist. Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're and not doing believe that. Also, I don't, I don't believe it. It's, it's true. This one's kind of, but I've been reading a little bit of, about this lately. I think also it was to free a very oppressed people. Dude, I would say, say okay. Say I, what? I'm I not would, following. He this. said to free an oppressed people is the reason that we yeah, exist. That we came to this land. Okay. okay. The, I, yeah, I would. I'm I would what, still say that's a subset. It's rough. It's some rough Indians. Uh, <laughs> was, you think, you, I'm just telling you. Well, I would say <laughs> okay, was, but I, I still believe that's like a subset of evangelizing the world because Ooh, we're think, we're free in Christ. But let me let me just finish. We're not fulfilling either one of those goals now. No. And as old at heart, he talks about the next generation. Unless the next generation returns to those principles, when a people or a thing ceases from doing its purpose, it ceases to exist. Now, if that's not enough motivation to pray, and I get back to this same thing, it does not matter who's sitting in that chair in the White House if God's people are not going to pray. Because prayer is the only thing that's going to turn the ship at this point. I believe that. Now, I shouldn't say that it doesn't matter who's sitting in the white. It does matter. But prayer is going to be the key element in having the Holy Spirit to lead anymore Mm -hmm. among our leadership to return us back to a godly set of principles. You know as well as I do, spending money is a Bible principle, Mm -hmm. how you spend it how we treat money, how we relate with money. Our nation has not been relating well with money since 1913. Yeah, well, it's the reason we were to come under bondage, and the Scripture says you will come under bondage to the lender. So that's what happened, where we are now controlled and under under bondage. With the prayer point, though, uh, Jason, we had another (coughs) guy respond online there. Mike says, the conditioning of the heart through prayer keeps those that believe that the words they speak or the prophecy don't take on a negative response that would work against us. All right, read it one more time. Say that again. The conditioning of the heart through the through prayer through prayer keeps those that believe that the words they speak or the or prophecy don't take on a negative response that would work against us. You were saying in our prayers are can be a negative prophecy, so to speak. Well, and you're work. praying. Yeah, and he was, he was talking about the condition of the heart. Yeah. I think he's alluding to the fact a lot of our prayers are running backwards on us. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. That's why I'm taking it. Mike, again, Mike if I, we're not taking it right, yeah, shoot, and we may not another, be, Mike. Shoot us but, another. Uh, I, the only thing I would say is that in praying for kings and those in authority, I don't think there's no other way to pray at this time other than, Lord, send a spirit of repentance to return to the principles of your word. Because it's obvious and apparent that we're not adhering to the principles and of the I think he's suggesting that the condition of your heart 
Bemoted which would have directed yeah. more towards me. I was confessing, I'm not so sure the condition of my heart's proper. But he's saying that it's important that you're conditioning the heart through prayer. I agree. Uh, I, I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think totally that's agree a, I th- with that. I think it's probably Bible better question. off to keep your mouth shut. The condition <laughs> of your heart's not good. And older heart said this, Jason. P.S. Did you see his P.S. there? I was going to leave that out. <laughs> oh, put P.S. in there. <laughs> Unless it's about me. What's the P.S.? I am the opposite of a person who is young at heart. You said. I agree. <laughs> I agree. I agree. He's right. I've met him a couple times. He's old. He's old. His heart He's old. Is He's old. Old as dirt. Yeah. <laughs> old as dirt. Yeah. No doubt. Old as dirt. Okay, old at heart. But we do have a mandate to pray for those that are in, in that's, authority. That's, that's the way and, it is. And, and I think, you know. This year is going to be a tough year. It's going to be – it's an election cycle. Mm-hmm. It's going to be full of junk to rip through all of the junk to get to truth. Mm-hmm. It's going to be – it's a monumental well, task. Is, I just don't think it can be done without proper prayer. With us doing our podcast daily, we're constantly reviewing the news. We take in a lot of news, a lot of things that are happening around the nationally and internationally. Yeah in the church and in the world. And so that keeps us, the influence of that much information is almost a downer, if you will. It's hard to stay on the upper side of, oh yeah, Jesus mm-hmm. is coming again in this great idea. Everybody's going to get, everybody's blowing up each other. Yeah, It's hard to keep the condition of your heart energized, energized to pray yes. for those that are in place. Without, without any doubt. It, it just is. And that's that, a challenge. That's it's a challenge. very much of a challenge. And I want to point this out, get you to comment on it a minute. I always have this thing that works in me that everything that happens in the physical world, there's a spiritual parallel. I've always been that way. Yeah, I taught you well. Uh, oh, boy. Forgive him, Father. <laughs> go ahead. I just go ahead. he knows not what he says. <laughs> We've got this war in Israel. Mm-hmm. I think in the church, there is an attack against Israel. We have economic crisis. Mm-hmm. Whether people want to believe it or not. Yes. We're thirty-four trillion dollars in debt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and counting. <laughs> I think the church is under attack financially mm-hmm. and through resources. I believe there's a parallel. Mm-hmm. What you see in the physical world, I think there is there is a parallel in what's happening spiritually. Mm-hmm. I believe that, but there is also in the world a turn to darkness. Mm-hmm. In the church, there should be a turn to light. All right, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Based on what you just said, if I'm born into my family, I love everybody in my family. Some of them you might want to choke or shake or something like that. The truth is you love your family. It can be your mom, dad, siblings, or your own family of children, whatever you got. But it's normal and natural to love everybody in your family because you're in the, in the family. So yeah. I want to ask you this question. We have people in the church today. How can you be in the family of God and hate Israel? Well, number one, I'm not sure you are in the family of God if you hate Israel. I think you need to be born again. <laughs> wow. I think that's... Just for the record, that's popcorn. a little more Popcorn. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I honestly do. This is going to make me sound a little Calvinistic. Well, you have a time or two. But you you do is, like John MacArthur. I do You're a like leaky Calvinist. I'm a leaky Calvinist and a leaky dispensationalist all at the same time. You know, the thing about eternal security that's always debated... I believe once a man is born again, he can never lose his salvation. I don't believe there's a good work you can do to get saved. Therefore, there's not a bad work you can do to get lost. Once you are born into the family of God, you have eternal life. 
there are those who say that they're part of the family of God, but it takes more than saying. You have to be born so you, into so, the family of so God. So to answer it is, I, my question is, if you're truly born again, how can you hate Israel? I don't think you can. Pretty stout statement. I know it is. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you what I but believe. But it's serious. It's very that's serious. Because that's like it's, saying it's you're— It's very serious. You're, yeah. And I'm also going to say this. I do believe there's a lot of people who talk like they hate Israel but really don't. Mm-hmm. They're in confusion. I will mm-hmm. allow for that. But if you truly hate Israel, then I don't think you're born again. All right, let me ask you this question. Yeah. If you're truly born again into the family of God, how can you believe that you replaced Israel, your brother? The only way that you can be born again and believe that you have replaced Israel is that in that aspect of your spiritual life, you're so under delusion and confusion, you're being lured away through demonic oppression. It is a demon of, it's a doctrine of demons. Uh, We're Paul teaches us about seducing spirits, giving heed to doctrines of devils. I think that you is think a part of oh it. yes, I think that is definitely a doctrine of Satan to cause people to preach that there is no Israel, that the church has replaced Israel, and God has no national requirement or no national promise for Israel anymore. To believe that is calling God a liar. And if you call God a liar, you're either doing it because you hate God and you've never been born again. You're so confused about the Scripture that you love the Lord, but you're just blinded. Or been under truth. some real bad teaching. Right, yeah, which is the same thing. You become really, deluded yeah. by being under such such. So a, can I say heresy. that? Go ahead, Jay. You know what, really, when you said that, what come to mind was Esau, when you try to replace the blessing. The blessing. The blessing. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's, that's, what, it, that's what that's it comes. A, that's, that's what that, comes. That's to a mind good. That's I'm trying, a good to, I'm trying to remember where that. I know it's in Genesis, mm-hmm. but that's what it reminds me of when you're trying yeah. to replace the true line. There, the two can't be. Ble- I was just reading through some of the comments on some of the shorts this past week. One of this uh, little snide comment said, "The Jews worship God. Christians worship a Jew. Make it make sense." And then somebody says, "Jews reject the Messiah. The Messiah is Jesus. Jesus is God. The Jews respect. The Jews reject Jesus." Therefore, they reject God. So that was a reply to that. But that's there's the truth in both of those statements, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both all of those statements there are true. You can't make it make sense. That's Satan's job. Yeah, uh, he's the author of confusion. Sorry for interrupting the whole. No, no, whole you part. didn't interrupt at all. What are you I, saying, I, Alan? There is a fine line, and people saying they've been born again when maybe they haven't. And well, I, I'm just saying, if you're in a family, you automatically love whoever's in the family. Is what that's I'm right, saying. That's exactly right. And when you, uh, that's right. You know, that's, that's, I just don't. And, yeah. and also, you, I mean, you can even go to church with people, and everybody's born again. You say, "Well, I don't like this person, or I don't like that." Well, you're sure not operating in the idea that we're a family here. That's right. So I can allow for people to have a bad day. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> even with the nation Israel. Right. But to carry on and on and on and on, and I understand that Israel. Is I mean, Israel split in that you've got some believe that Jesus is the Messiah and some believe that he's not. Mm-hmm. You know, you can say, well, Alan, those that don't believe he's the Messiah, they're not our brothers and, and our sisters. And I beg a pardon because just because they're in a blinded state right at the moment doesn't mean that I am to pass judgment on their brotherhood. How could you hate the nation in which Jesus was born from? I don't get that 
You could be German. <laughs> <laughs> this calls to my mind. Leave it, leave it to millennials. This calls to my mind. Uh, what do you think, old at heart? This, this calls to my mind a joke that you told me, and I don't know if we shared it on the podcast, but I would like for you to tell it at this point concerning the man that had the sons that would had turned Christian. Oh, yeah. Well, actually, I did tell it two weeks ago. On the podcast? Yeah, on the podcast. Share it yeah, again. Yeah. Refrigerator. Refrigerator. Yeah, I did tell it. Uh, Please share it again. I don't know if I can remember it. <laughs> okay, there was this uh, there's a Jewish guy, and he went to his rabbi with a problem, and he said, Rabbi, I've got I've got this problem. He said, oh, my goodness, what what's your problem? And, uh, and the Jew said to his rabbi, he said, uh, uh, he kind of whispered, he said, my son's turned into a Christian. Rabbi went, <gasps> oh, you're kidding. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is bad. He said, let's go back in the side room. So he got him, grabbed him by the hand, took him in the side room. He said, sit down a minute. He said, okay. So they sat down, and Rabbi leaned over, kind of whispered, and he said, my son did the same thing. <laughs> he said, oh, great. Oh, he said, oh, my goodness. Oh, oh, yeah, Rabbi, your son, he, he turned Christian. Uh. And, uh, and so the rabbi said to the, the Jew, he said, listen, this is serious stuff here. We're going to have to pray to God about it. And he said, okay. They got down on their knees there, lit a few candles and stuff. Yeah. They sat down on their knees, and they started praying. And about 10 minutes in, Rabbi jumped up and said, you're not going to believe what God said. He said, what did he say? He said, God said to me, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> <laughs> he said, my son done the same thing. <laughs> There you go, people. There you have it. Can I tell you, that is the totality of the story. Israel will turn to Jesus. Israel will. It's going to happen. So I want to to just counter a little bit. Okay. Counter. Okay, counter. Let's look at a different perspective. Okay. Because I think a lot of the time what you hear when people don't, they dislike Israel, is they dislike our response to things as, you know, we have our own issues here in America. We yeah. have our own financial issues, right? But we're we're still funding overseas wars, and I think people are tired of it. Yeah, well, yeah I think that's a well. We're also funding the Gaza. So. Yeah, I, I think it's <laughs> the, the the people that that I would say that I'm talking about hate that as much as they hate the Israel. I, I would. Uh, a lot of them will vote to, to send money to Ukraine. I don't get it. Can I say? You did see Biden's new thing about the border. He's wanting to take over the border now. He's going, wants, oh. You're not seeing that? And, and they're going well, to, the only thing I know and is. And he's, he's, got, he's got a package that includes Ukraine, Israel, and the border. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah see, that's politics. Yeah, it's all in the that's same. That's politics. It's, it's all, all the same. Same, same. So if you're going to vote for the border funding, you, you got to vote, yeah, vote for And it's all one yeah. package. I mean, it just I, sounds like it. Can, can I say that Jason's perspective there, his mm-hmm. comment, Deserves a whole nother podcast because I find myself agreeing totally with what you just said. I mean, well, just I for totally the record, agree with I disagree with both of them. Uh, but we don't care. Uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> Let's put I a bond say, out there, see how many people want to fund Israel right now. Yeah, well, watch or, this. Here's my thought on that. We're $34 trillion in debt before we get to the war with Israel. Okay, I'm, I'm, now. I'm getting to understand what uh, they feel like. The war in Ukraine. The foreign aid, just say it that way, foreign aid that is around the world. We could afford, as a nation, we could afford, if we handled our money right, right now, just starting right now, we could afford to fund Israel. In the meantime, without funding, how about we just stop funding their enemies? 
Would that not help? Stop hunting everybody. How about we help Israel with weaponry and things like that? That we have. I know we have. How about we help them in that way if we just stopped funding Iran and Gaza? Israel's enemies would probably go broke. They couldn't afford their bullets. So I'm saying that before we say anything about not funding Israel, how about let's just start by not funding their enemies? I'm saying a lot of people loop it all into the same thing. They're not looking at it from a biblical or Christian perspective. Okay, then therein lies the problem. Yeah, they're not and we're back it. to something about that we was talking about where, okay, did God issue promises to America? Can I tell you that there's a lot of the promises of God that's based on conditions. They're not unconditional. If my people which are called with my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I'll hear from heaven, forgive their sin, heal their land. I'm not real sure that we can go based off of this premise that God made some unconditional promises to America. He said, I'll bless those that bless Israel. I'll curse those that curse Israel. If we want the blessings of God, we're going to have to bless his people. And it's back to this thing of, can you be born again and not love Israel? Yeah, that's what started all this I, I'm just saying. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, there's too many people that live in America that think that because we're America, that God is just obligated to bless us. Well, because not, look at what we've done, God, all yeah, these but years. No, no, that's not the way that works. He's not obligated, but we cannot deny he hadn't winked at us. Yeah, I agree with that. I, but we but have the trend lines, we really have. We've had favor. We have. There's no doubt it. it's been all God. But the trend lines is what I'm saying is driving us to a place to where the promises of God are going to be of none effect simply because we've rejected him. I don't think that we can continue to say, Lord, look at how we sent missionaries around the world 100 years ago, 50 years ago, 20 years ago. So we're asking that you look over our sin now. I've never read that in the Word. Well, we sent missionaries to Iraq with Saddam Hussein. We sure did. Yep. We absolutely did. <laughs> we whenever blew uh, them up. We just, yeah. And I think it was a pretty maybe, good job. But, one missionary, uh, yeah, but we have oh, sent missionaries. We have sent missionaries to Iraq. Yeah, we, have. we have sent missionaries around the world. That's great. I'm glad. Praise God that those were acts of obedience by the mandate of mm. why we were created. But just because we've done that does not mean that today God is obligated to bless us when we are, no, no. When well, we are never, turning our back on. He's never obligated uh, no. to. So I think that Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Mm-hmm. Well, some would argue that's not including funding Ukraine. I would <laughs> agree with that. we got a couple more old at harders. Okay, yeah. what, okay. Did he, what did he got? He says, blessed are the poor in spirit. The news can get you there quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then he comments on totally uh, our wars. He says, "But how would the family members of our government leaders, companies get funding without war?" <laughs> I agree with that too. He's right. Old well, and hard. Old hard. He old just old jumps right in there. I mean to tell you, he the, just you know there's. I like there's a, when old at heart. He just comes out with these one. Yeah, he, he's giving Google does. Smith a run for his money. Absolutely. I'll tell you that's uh, Google at heart. Can we get back to cap, put a cap on this? Yeah, we need to cap her off. Let's cap this off. Of time. All right, watch this. Let's cap it off. All right, bring the cap on. The things that we've discussed requires prayer. Correct. We are told to pray mm-hmm. for kings and those in authority. We're to do it through supplication, mm-hmm. 
through prayer. All of these words have meanings that I would mm-hmm. challenge everybody in First Timothy 2, 1 to go. Mm-hmm. Search out the root definitions of these words. We're told to bring supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks for all men, kings, and those in authority. This is the year that we need a call to prayer like never before Amen. to turn this nation. I agree. And that's the only thing that's going to turn the ship. That's okay. the only thing that's going to turn the I ship. I agree. And seeing that you brought that up, why don't you pray for us, Preacher Jeff? Yeah. Can and I put out a request? Put your mouth for your... A request? Yeah. Yes. To, to Mrs. Roland? Oh, okay. Yeah, I want to hear can this. we get a request? A Jeff, pr- can you, can you put a good request in for she's, us? She's in heaven. No, you're talking about Haley. Oh, stop. <laughs> I thought you were talking about my mom. Okay. Go ahead. Okay, you do that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go sort that one out. Uh, but... Uh, after you sort that out, see if she can get us some new music. We okay. need some good good outro music. All right. Yeah. I'll get her started on it. Have we, have we still got some for today? I bet we do. Okay, buddy. Send her on, Jeff. All right, Mr. Rowley, go for it. Father, you teach us to pray. And, Lord, we begin by saying cleanse our hearts and our minds. We do pray. I believe you breathed these things out this past Friday night, so I pray for them that you reclaim the prodigal. And in many ways, Lord, our nation is a prodigal nation. Reclaim this prodigal land. Amen. I pray, God, that people will begin to answer the call that you have issued in their life because this may be their last call. Your spirit doesn't always strive with man. Teach us how to live in your presence, Lord to cause this nation to return to you and families be reconciled and brought back together and place within us a hunger for your word, a hunger for your word, to know and learn the truth of your word. Lord, we pray for all of the people that your Holy Spirit would draw to salvation. We pray for those in authority now Mm -hmm. that you bring them to repentance, to return to the principles of your word. Guide this nation through this election cycle. Place in authority, Lord, those that will accomplish your will. Mm -hmm. And may your will be done on earth Mm -hmm. as it is in heaven. We give you praise for all that we know you're going to do because you're God. Mm. Free of our expectations. We just want to watch you work. And then we want to praise you for it. We give you praise for that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, Amen. Jason. Yo. Next time, don't play Haley's music. He'll pray forever. Absolutely. I know. Ain't that some sweet I music? <laughs> I taught her how to sing. I worked with her all for right, years. All right, see you guys. Thank you for joining today's Smith & Rowland Show. You can check out our website at kingdompropheticsociety.org and our daily unplugged podcast at smithandrowlandshow.podbean.com. You can also join us on Amazon, Apple, or Spotify.